，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The DPP inaugurated its new chair on Wednesday. Vice President Lai Qingde at the inauguration ceremony, Lai vowed to carry out reforms within the party to win back support from the public, and that includes addressing issues of collaboration with mafias as well as cases of plagiarism in university theses. On the topic of cross-strait relations, Lai said he would continue the path laid out by President Tsai Ing-wen with her four commitments. Let's hear what he said. Taiwan is already a sovereign and independent country, so there is no need to further declare Taiwan's independence. The ROC and PRC are not subordinate to one another. The future of the ROC Taiwan can only be decided by its 23 million people. On the front of cross-strait relations, I will follow the steps of President Tsai Ing-wen. Lai was also asked to comment on how to resolve cross-strait differences. He responded that the deadlock could not be broken by Taiwan alone. He said that countries around the world see China as the cause of the tensions, with its constant military threats to Taiwan in an attempt to change the status quo. As such, the easiest solution would be for the CCP to change its thinking and focus on the grassroots. He said. After Lai swore in as party chair, pro-Taiwan associations on Wednesday held a joint conference to congratulate the newly elected chairman. They praised him for possessing the qualities of a good leader and hoped he could reform the DPP and repivot the party back to its founding principles. Chanting slogans of endorsement, heads of pro-Taiwan NGOs congratulate Vice President Lai Qingde on being elected DPP chair. He stands for justice, like late Justice Minister Chen Dingnan and former DPP Chair Ling Yixiong. Late President Li Denghui once praised him, saying he is the best leader for the people of Taiwan. Taiwan's presidency over the last couple of years did, of course, deliver in some aspects. But because her political career didn't originate from the DPP, she's probably not as familiar with the DPP's founding principles. We hope Chair Lai will stand firmly by Taiwan's position and stand firmly against the mafia. Let us unite Taiwan and fight against China to protect Taiwan. The pro-Taiwan leader said Lai has what it takes to lead Taiwan. They also called on him to reform the DPP to make improvements and address disputes within the party. Those voices within the party must be heard. Of course, we should respect democratic procedures. I believe Lai once said it's okay to criticize and hold different opinions, but they should not be based on false accusations. I think that's most important. The NGO leader hoped that Lai can return to the DPP's liberal and pro-Taiwan roots. 
Recently, Taiwan independence hardliners have said the lie's latest slogan of sustaining peace to protect Taiwan means he's softening her stance for Taiwan's statehood independent from the ROC. The head of the expat organization said that was not the case, saying that Lai has always worked for Taiwan's best interests. I wonder if pro-China media outlets are manipulating the issue. Even before he became vice president in 2020, he's been to the U.S. and communicated with U.S. administrative and legislative bodies and think tanks. He even communicated well with the Taiwanese expat community and gained our support. The president and vice president's cooperation is in Taiwan's best interests and in the U.S.'s best interests, and we're all on the same page here. Pro-Taiwan associations hold both high regards and expectations for Lai's leadership of the DPP. Last year before the local elections, Taoyuan Mayor Simon Cheng was hit with plagiarism accusations. One of them was that he had plagiarized a research project he led with a grant from the Council of Agriculture while working at the tech firm Acer. The Council of Agriculture on Wednesday determined that Cheng had indeed plagiarized materials and is now seeking a refund of some of the grant money. That could be between 5 and 10 percent of the original sum of 57.36 million NT. Let's hear what Cheng has to say. I think there is no point in continuing to discuss this matter of plagiarism after the elections. I believe Acer will deal with the matter properly. Acer was the contracted party. That's the first part. The second part is, if you ask me to weigh in, I can't, because since my inauguration on December 25th, the only thing on my mind has been city governance. I don't think about that at all. It's a matter that brings no interference on our city's administration and in the promotion of city policies. Chang did not comment on the result of the investigation, saying that the matter did not concern him. The Council of Agriculture says it carried a proofreading of the suspect report via computer software and also by having readers identify problematic passages. The Council found that there were indeed missing citations and sections that closely resembled the sources in question. International tourism is back in full throttle. Almost one million travelers are expected to leave the island during the Lunar New Year break. The day with the highest number of departures is expected to be January 28th, with 94,000 passengers taking a flight away from Taiwan. And Wednesday was a busy day at international airports with almost 56,000 outgoing passengers. It was also busy at Bureau of Consular Affairs branches as it was the last day to apply for a new passport before the holiday. A long line of passengers stretches to the check-in counter. The terminal is packed with travelers and luggage. The plane is about to take off, but some passengers are still waiting in line. A member of staff looks for them in the queue. I was shocked. In my 10 years traveling, I had never seen so many people. It took much longer than usual, at least twice as long. About 988,000 people are expected to travel abroad this Lunar New Year break. The highest number of departing passengers is expected on January 28th at 94,000 travelers. That's the first time that the figure surpasses 90,000 since the pandemic, and an increase of 15-fold over the same period in the past two years. 
The large traveler volumes have become a bit of a headache for the Bureau of Consular Affairs, which is in charge of issuing passports. The Bureau is closing for the break from January 20th to January 29th, meaning Wednesday was the last day to apply for one. I waited for more than half an hour. I needed to renew my passport. I waited for more than an hour to get it. With everyone going abroad for the holidays, domestic tourism is in shambles. According to the Tourism Bureau, hotel occupancy is at less than 50% for the first nine days of the 10-day break. That's only about 7% higher than last year. With everyone itching to visit other countries and amid high hotel prices, occupancy is leaving much to be desired for hoteliers this holiday season. Jilong denizens have been amazed by a discovery in their backyard. A tiny lake shaped very much like the landmass of Taiwan has come to light. After the lake appeared on Google Maps, photographer Xie Zhi Huang set out to learn more about the body of water. His drone photos show that the small lake has an uncanny resemblance to the shape of Taiwan. But how can it be that locals are unaware of a lake on their doorstep? We ask a couple of experts to explain. A strange sight emerges in the middle of a forest of greens. The clear and still lake reflects the blue sky perfectly. It's hidden in this hillside forest. When a drone photographer spotted the landmark on a map, his curiosity was whetted, and he decided to seek it out. Many months ago, Google marked it as Lion Ball Lake on the map. I could hardly find any information about it on Google, so I sent my drone up to take a look. Although the lake is very small, it's shaped just like Taiwan. You can find the lake yourself on Google Maps, marked as Lion Bowl Lake or Shichiu It's on a small hill near Maijin Road in the Anle district of Jilong. With no records or photos of the lake online, the lake is unknown even to most local people. Regarding the existence of this lake, to be honest, it's news to me. I would never walk in that direction, neither when walking on the hill or when exercising. Everyone living in Jilong ignores it or don't even know there is a small lake there. Someone commented on Facebook that they had been here before, and when he went up, he even saw a swimming ring there. There's no road passing through near here. You have to walk up from the mountain pass to reach the secret spot. The lake is also high up and there's no river feeding it. For most people, that sounds like an impossible place to find a lake. What's going on? It's possible that no river supplies this body of water. It might be a tectonic lake, which is basically a geological phenomenon, causing a depression in the ground which then accumulates rainwater. This professor thinks the lake has been caused by shifting earth, which might be why it's so unfamiliar to local people. But now with the drone in the sky to provide a photo shoot, this tiny Taiwan of water has come to light. China Medical University Hospital, based in Taichung, was named one of the world's top three smart hospitals by the HIMSS, a certification body for digital health transformation. Inpatients are given a tablet to check on their physiological data and drug information. They carry this information with them after leaving the ward with the hospital's smartphone app. Another function of the app is that it allows patients to reach out to their doctors remotely. 
With a click of a button, the curtains close. The patient doesn't even have to get out of bed. Now it's time for treatment. She checks out drug information with the tablet assigned to her. Sometimes after getting my blood pressure taken and after the nursing staff leaves, I'd forget the numbers. I can check my physiological data here, such as blood pressure and body temperature. It's very reassuring. The China Medical University Hospital, based in Taichung, has been introducing smart AI-powered solutions into their wards and clinics. In 2023, it was named the third smartest hospital globally by the Healthcare Information and Management System Society, a U.S.-based organization that promotes digital health transformation. With these systems in place, the death rate of intensive care patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome fell by an average of 16.7% every year. When an attending physician diagnoses or treats patients, they may only be thinking of one thing at a time. What makes this AI solution different is that from the beginning to the end of the treatment, the physician's usual process is integrated with the whole system. Once the patient returns home, they can still update their physiological figures in the hospital's mobile app. For hemodialysis patients, their doctors can check on them remotely as family members help with treatment at home, saving them commuting time over at least 90 days every year. Whether it's dialysis or treating severe diseases such as myocardial infarction and sepsis, digital systems can improve treatment for over 10,000 patients every month and close the distance between outpatients in remote areas and hospitals. The Taipei City government is preparing for big crowds over the Taiwan Lantern Festival, which will kick off on February 5th and last until February 19th. The MRT will operate services at higher frequencies during the night and shuttle buses will be available to reach two different exhibition sites. The yearly Taiwan Lantern Festival is about to open its doors. This year, the main lantern is located at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall. At the MRT station here, a giant bunny lantern has been put on top of exit 1. The city's transport department says they're expecting major traffic volumes at this area around the Memorial Hall. Big crowds are expected at the MRT stations of Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall, Zhongxia Fuxing, Zhongxia Donghua and Taipei City Hall. The government says the metro will offer more frequent services at night during the festival. Over the Lantern Festival, we will increase frequency of services during the night exhibition hours on the Blue Line and the Red Line. When crowds are too big, some trains will pass by Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall Station without stopping on the platform, or will send an empty train to start picking up passengers at Taipei City Hall Station and go in other directions. The city will also launch shuttle bus services connecting the different exhibition areas of the festival. Revelers driving in may have to park a little further away and take the MRT or a shuttle bus to the exhibition areas. There will be a shuttle bus service every 5 to 10 minutes. The prices for regular tickets, students and service members is 5 NT. Everyone else can take the shuttles for free. There are 10 car parks a little further out from the festival grounds. Drivers can park there and take the MRT to the exhibition area. Lanterns of all colors and sizes will light up the city during the festival, attracting many revelers and heavy traffic. Taipei is using all the resources at hand to make sure people and vehicles can move around smoothly during the celebrations. Japanese artists Ueno Yosuke and 
Okubo Hiroto were in Taiwan last week, sharing their works with local fans. The two artists brought with them some new works, which they shared with their Taiwanese fans. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang caught up with the artists while they were in town to find out more about their newest creations. The robot Hapako dons a hard mechanical shell. The helmet can be disassembled, and the head and limbs can be rotated. This is Ueno Yosuke's new work, Hapako. Ueno is a self-taught Japanese artist who specializes in the style of pop surrealism. There are many parts and accessories in this work. The feet and the mask are made with special transparent parts. The other figurine is a new work by Japanese artist Okubo Hiroto. The figurine Fluffy glows in the dark and also moves its hands to make several gestures. Okubo started to learn how to draw when he was 10 years old. When he was 19, he started to collect toys. Now he is a successful figurine designer. When working with the soft rubber due to the shape and the mold, it was very difficult to create various forms with it. Okubo and Ueno visited Taiwan together for the first time in January to share their latest works and explore Taipei. I came to Taiwan after three years of not traveling abroad. I came to Taipei and participated in this autograph session. I could feel the fans' enthusiasm and the bustle in the streets. It was a very touching experience. I like Taiwanese food very much. This time I made a special trip to attend the autograph event, and I look forward to trying many different types of delicacies. With the borders reopened, the two artists were delighted to visit Taiwan to showcase their latest works and meet their fans. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lee Hunt in Taipei. Hair loss is a major side effect of chemotherapy affecting many cancer patients. Taidong Hospital recently completed a fundraising campaign for a wig bank. To celebrate, several employees of the hospital enjoyed a photo shoot with wigs from the project. The high-quality wigs will be donated to people with cancer as part of the work of Hope Foundation for Cancer Care. Three women sit together and smile at a phone for a selfie. Two are nurses and one an administrator at Taidon Hospital. Just from looking at them, you probably couldn't guess that all three are wearing wigs. It's my first time wearing a wig. Wigs are quite impressive now. They're made to look just like real hair. I feel beautiful wearing it. I have long hair. Wearing this wig feels quite natural. It's not hot or stuffy. It would be very comfortable for patients. The hospital raised funds to buy 20 real hair wigs for the Hope Foundation for Cancer Care, which will be given to cancer patients. Overall, it feels quite natural. It's great to be able to choose a style that suits me and to send love to cancer patients in line with this theme. According to the Hope Foundation for Cancer Care, Every year, more than 100,000 cancer patients in Taiwan experience hair loss due to cancer treatments. In 2002, they founded a wig bank and continue to raise funds so patients can access natural-looking real hair wigs and live confidently with cancer. The streets of a town in Xinzhou County have gotten a very neat and tidy makeover. The businesses of Guanxi Township have adopted a small science campaign. 
Here, commercial signs are smaller, neater, and fit a standard color scheme, unlike in other Taiwanese cities. The Hakka Affairs Council minister is excited about bringing elements of Hakka aesthetics to Guanxi and other towns in the future. The street signs are all a uniform size and match a shared color palette, but each one displays its store's unique flavor. This neat and tidy street aims to be the picture of a simple small town. The Hakka Affairs Council pushed through their small signs campaign here in Xinju's Guanxi Township. The great concept they gave us is signs don't need to be big to get noticed. Apart from the natural scenery, the scenery of the street is our advertising sign. It looks classier and business is better. But these small signs were a big project. The council worked hard to connect with local businesses and come to a consensus. Across the whole of Taiwan, the issue of advertising signs is a large-scale small problem. We went step by step to talk to all the businesses on the streets of Guanxi, and now we've got 80 to 90 percent on board. The council began promoting the campaign in Guanxi in 2018. 460 businesses are now involved, and 740 signs have been changed. And now, a next stage is in the works. Next, we are carrying out a Guanxi color tone survey plan. We want to continue to cooperate with local people to choose distinctive colors for local streets. The Hakka Affairs Council wants to bring traditional elements of Hakka spirit into the aesthetics of Hakka towns. Starting with Guanxi, they hope to create a new landscape full of unique Hakka-inspired destinations.